0: Welcome back to Finding Our Spark. And if this is your first time listening, then welcome. This is where we share our personal perspective on what it's like to be part of the APIA community using story topics from past Sparks Magazine issues from the University of Florida chapter, where are your hosts, Michelle and Alex. And today we're going to talk about what we think it's like being Asian American, from balancing cultural differences to being called multiple names. If you wish to stay updated on our episodes, I suggest following our podcast on Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram to see all the fun things we're doing for Sparks this semester. Okay, so being Asian American, that's a pretty interesting topic. So what is your ethnic background? We can start there. So I am half Chinese, half Vietnamese. Wait, what? (laughs) What do you mean? I thought... The other half of you was Cambodian.
1: Yes, Cambodian Chinese. Oh.
0: Can you explain more about that?
1: So I guess my dad, he grew up in Vietnam, but his family is like from Cambodia slash China, ethnically. But because he grew up in Vietnam, I identify more as Vietnamese because he's in tune with Vietnamese culture and my mom's fully Vietnamese. So I identify with my Vietnamese side
0: more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am Korean-American, so both of my parents are Korean, and I was born and raised here in the U.S. It's not <laughs> too interesting compared to Alex, but <laughs> I'm one of the many Korean-Americans living here. What's popular in your culture?
1: I would say food is a big one, especially in many like Asian Asian-American cultures. Vietnamese food is like iconic for having like a lot of soups and noodles
0: oh yeah it and is.
1: their bread sandwiches like ban oh, are yes. really like iconic as well would you prefer noodles soup or i love sandwich? noodles i love like thick chewy rice noodles or like honestly any noodles
0: mm-hmm. i think for korean culture it's pretty obvious but you know k-pop <laughs> k-dramas The food, too. People are interested in the food, usually because they see it in (laughs) K-dramas. So that's how they kind of expose themselves to the food and other parts of the culture. Mm -hmm. But K-pop, definitely. Especially because BTS couple years ago, they came to, what was it, the BBMAs or Billboard? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that's called BBMAs. I don't know too much about American pop culture, so I gotta update myself on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ever since ETS came over and spread their music and their purpose, I feel like more people have been interested or gaining interest in Korean culture. Mm-hmm. That's a good start to educating people about other Asian cultures. The first story that we're going to talk about. It's called Hello, My Name Is. And coincidentally, it's the first story that I wrote for Sparks. It was, I think, 2019 when I wrote it. So it's been a while. Only like two years, though. (laughs) This story is basically about Asian birth names versus American birth names, what they mean, and how they play a role when it comes to assimilation, pronunciation, and cultural correlation. It's a pretty interesting story, so I definitely suggest looking it up and reading it. Do you have an Asian name? I do. I have a couple of Asian names. Oh, a couple.
1: Because I'm half Vietnamese, half Chinese, right. um, I do have two Asian names and then along with that nicknames. So my Vietnamese name is Huan Yu, and my parents call me conversationally just Niu and my Chinese name is Yu, Yu, but that's in dialect if that like makes mm-hmm. sense. The proper pronunciation of that is Ruru, but since we speak, like, a Chinese dialect, it's Yu Yu. And my, like, Americanized Asian name is Yuna, and my American name is Alex. So I have (laughs) many many names. (laughs) I have many names.
0: Oh, that's why you put Yuna before, I don't know, your Instagram. No, your Instagram username is actually your name. Yeah, in my my bio. But, yeah, in your bio, you Mm -hmm. say Yuna. Which is so funny because Yuna is also a Korean name. Yeah, Mm -hmm. except it's with one U. Yeah, it's spelled differently. Some people spell it Y-U-N-A and some people spell it Mm Y-O-O-N-A-H. So there are two ways that they spell it. I don't really know the difference. Sounds the same to me. Mm -hmm, I mean, well, there are two different ways you can spell it, but the English way, I don't see much of a difference. I think the pronunciation is basically the same. Mm Mm-hmm. I think
1: my Vietnamese name means something like "Huan" means good, and you, I think it's just a name. So it means like my name somewhat has the implication of something good. My Chinese name, I'm not sure, but the characters in Chinese have like girl or like female. So it's like a girl name. Mm -hmm. That's as much as I know about my
0: Asian names. I also have a Korean name it's sumi and some of my korean friends will call me by that name even some of my non-korean friends <laughs> will call me by that name that's so funny it means okay i also have a hard time figuring out what this means mm-hmm. and explaining it myself because in our family the first syllable Su means i think it's it's like something to do with like water okay and then me means beauty so i think it has something to do with the beauty of water or something mm-hmm. like that that makes sense that's as much as I can explain. That's how far I can go. (laughs) There is a way to explain it in Korean, but I just don't know how I could translate it. It's kind of hard. Do you think the name suits you? Do you like identify with it? I definitely feel like my Korean name suits me because I can't see myself with any other Korean name. Ooh, okay also i'm too used to it because my parents call me by that name because they don't call me by my english name Mm -hmm. so at home i'm used to being called sumi instead of michelle Mm -hmm. gotcha and also my sister doesn't call me by either of those she just calls me onni which means older sister Mm -hmm. so she doesn't call me by my name so at home i'm always sumi that's pretty cool outside i'm michelle do you have a name preference It's not necessarily a preference. If someone were
1: to call me on the street by any of those names, I would still turn around and recognize Uh it. But it's definitely, I get a little bit of culture shock when like my classmates will call me Yuna. How do you even know that's my name? Mm -hmm. No one other than my family calls me Nyu though because it's just hard to pronounce. And I don't really use my Chinese name very often because that's also a very affectionate
0: name that only family knows and can pronounce properly my korean name mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to pronounce and in english i spell it s-u-m-i mm-hmm. so it's not too hard same as like yuna it's yeah pretty easy to pronounce but the other two names or the other names that you mentioned <laughs> i'm not even gonna try <laughs> yeah it's, they're pretty difficult yeah. i don't really have a preference either i just feel a little bit strange when americans call me by my korean name mm-hmm. because i'm not used to it yeah i feel that It would feel more familiar if my parents or other Korean people called me by that. Because it's just natural. It doesn't feel strange. It's my Mm -hmm. middle name, actually.
1: My Asian name is also my middle name. One funny thing is that my middle name in Vietnamese is written backwards on my birth certificate. Why? It is so (laughs) weird. I think my mom did it intentionally because you know how a birth certificate has, like,
0: two lines? I have not seen my birth certificate in...
1: apparently apparently it has two lines Mm -hmm. my name is super long she wanted the new part which is the
0: significant part of my name to be next to my first name so she wrote it backwards okay she was being considerate (laughs) what? I don't know (laughs) (laughs) we just say that our parents were being considerate Mm -hmm. but I do like my name so they were definitely being considerate when they Mm -hmm. were naming me Mm -hmm. or I think it was my grandfather who named me my Korean name it was someone in my family I remember the first time I found
1: out that I was pronouncing my Chinese name wrong. I was my junior year, going into my senior year during the summer, and my family visited Vietnam, and I saw my dad's side of the family, and I was practicing some Chinese, and I was like, Wa, shi, yu, yu. And she was like, no, 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 it's Wa, shi, And I was like, what's that? Is that my name? Yeah, and she kept on like repeating it to me because she didn't know how to explain to me that it was wrong. But then she spoke English, so she told me in English that it was wrong, and I was like, whoa, 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 like, I don't understand. But it's in dialect, so technically it's right. I've definitely felt discriminated against or, like, kind of stereotyped against when I apply to jobs. And it's very obvious, like, my last name is very Asian, even though my first name is very American. Like, they'll know, like, right away. And I feel like there's this expectation that when I go to the interview, I'll have, like, a heavy accent or I won't know English that well. Like, that's what they're assuming. And I guess they're kind of surprised when I'm very fluent in English. So in that way, like, it is something that is memorable about me. But it's also like this shouldn't be happening. There shouldn't be like an expectation for me to be different than
0: the other applicants in that way. I feel like for Asian-Americans, at least, it's very obvious. My name is Michelle Lee. And even if my first name is Michelle, pretty common. My last name is very Korean. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the top it's like, yeah. three popular Korean names. So it kind of just gives it away.
1: There are some positives to it. A lot of people find it really cool that we're ethnically different, and they'll say like, "Oh, I want to include a more diverse workforce in my company," and maybe like they'll get a leg up in that way. Or I think it makes me memorable when people ask me, "How do you pronounce your last name?" Like in a really respectful way, and I'm just like, "Oh, it's like this," and they'll they'll butcher it completely. Mm-hmm. But it's cool that they're trying to reach out and like build yeah. a connection that way.
0: It's good that they're at least trying. And yeah, being I agree. about it. Yeah. I saw an interview with the Korean-American actor from Maze Runner. Oh, his name was Ki Hong Lee, which is very Korean. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how he didn't want to use an American name or change his name because he wanted to tell the world that he is Korean. And I think that's really cool because it could influence other people who are not celebrities to be proud of being Asian and Asian-American. And I think that's a good way to influence others. I
1: have an off-topic question to ask you. Mm Mm-hmm. If you get married, will you change your last
0: name if your
1: significant other isn't Asian? Right
0: now, I don't think so. Maybe I will, but for now, I think I just want to stick, because I like my name, how it is right I now. I agree, me too. And I feel like right now, I still want to have an Asian last name, mm-hmm. especially because my first name isn't American. Asian. Yeah, Your name with Lee doesn't sound too bad. I think it sounds terrible. <laughs> it might sound pretty bad to us. I'm not used to it. Gosh, it sounds so weird. Well, okay, I feel like it doesn't sound bad with Alexandra, like your full Mm -hmm. first name, Alexandra Lee. Oh, the last name Lee is actually
1: also Vietnamese, a very common Vietnamese name. L E? L E. Yeah. yeah. There's L I L E L E. Lee is my mom's maiden name. And it's yeah. like my entire mom's side is like Lee. It's mm-hmm. not super common, but it's definitely up there. Like Nguyen is
0: oh, yeah, yeah. I really see that a lot. common. Yeah. For us we have Lee, Kim, and Park. But now we have a whole bunch of other last names that are slowly getting up there.
1: I'm trying to think. I think Nguyen is like literally the most Everyone's common Everyone's last name. Literally every <laughs> single
0: like Asian kid. Next topic, what are some challenges that you faced as an Asian American? So, did you have any difficulty learning your family's culture?
1: Yeah, I grew up very ethnically Vietnamese because both my parents spoke Vietnamese, so I just identified more as that culture. My mom was the one who cooked in the family, so I ate primarily like a lot of Vietnamese food growing up. And my grandmother on my mom's side, my Vietnamese grandmother, was very involved when I was growing up, so I just happened to learn
0: a lot of the um, the ceremonies and everything that involved my culture. I don't know if I had any difficulty learning about the culture, mm-hmm. because at home, it was basically right. Korean culture. At school, it would definitely be, you know, American culture. But every time I come home, it's yeah. the other side of the world. Like a 180? Yeah. I would literally travel. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, stepping inside our home, mm-hmm. taking off our shoes. Yeah, right That's from the how very you know. beginning. I'm no longer in America. Yes. I don't understand how people walk inside their house Especially with their with shoes carpet. on. Especially with carpet. Yeah. That's so they gross. go on top of their beds I with know, their shoes on. That's and I'm like, so you have weird. no idea what you've stepped on. And you're sleeping in it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Aren't you uncomfortable? Oh my gosh. I don't know. That's so gross. It's hard for Asians to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At home, we would also eat Korean food because my yeah. mom would pretty much only cook Korean food. Yeah. And they would be really good. Mm-hmm. Literally, thanking my mom right now for all the amazing food that she's cooked because i can't cook and i realize how hard it is to Mm -hmm. cook korean food and asian food in general like i don't know how hard it is to cook vietnamese food or chinese food it's so complicated there's so many ingredients and steps if you have no experience cooking Mm -hmm. like we do yeah (laughs) i don't have my mom's hands or my mom's brain so i can't recreate her dishes like she'll give me her recipe and i would follow it the exact same way but for some reason it tastes different
1: I don't know about your mom, but when my mom cooks, she doesn't use measurements. She just goes like a handful of this and a little of this. She does the same thing. It's so funny. I
0: can never replicate it. I've tried, but. My mom never measures when she's cooking either. Yeah, She'll grab the soy sauce or sesame oil, put it in, and she'll be like, okay, this is one spoon. And I'm like, what do you mean one spoon? You just put it in. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a characteristic of moms, Asian moms. They just know how to cook. Mm Mm-hmm. What about language barriers? Did you have any difficulty learning either of the languages?
1: I grew up speaking Vietnamese and Chinese, but my parents were worried I wouldn't be able to learn English that well, so they stopped teaching me after a while. Vietnamese is definitely really difficult to learn because it's very tonal and the same thing for Chinese, but I am still trying to learn the languages, making slow progress, but yeah,
0: it's pretty difficult. I didn't have too much difficulty learning korean because at home you would only speak korean because your parents wouldn't be able to speak english right so at home yeah i I spoke korean and if i go to school it would be english so i feel like i had a harder time learning english back in elementary school than learning korean because i'm more used to speaking conversational korean at home Mm -hmm. but when you go to school you learn english like literally grammar or spelling and things like that reading so speaking wise i feel like i was more comfortable with korean that was because i couldn't speak english to my parents Mm -hmm. and they couldn't speak english to me gotcha Do you have any relatives living in America? My mom's
1: side of the family practically all lives in America. Oh, where? Florida, some in California.
0: Like, they live really close. For me, it's just my parents and my sister here. Wow. So everyone else is in Korea, in South Korea. Mm -hmm. I don't really know too much about my family in Korea because there's a time difference. Yeah. Where if it's the daytime here, then it's like nighttime over there Mm -hmm. or like the middle of the night. And so we don't usually talk too much or call because if we don't see each other that often, it feels weird. Yeah. It feels awkward. That's why whenever we do go visit them, it's hard to get close to them Mm -hmm. or like get along. Also, like the cultural differences are so big. Yes. We're very Americanized compared to them. Yes. (laughs) Even though we say that we were basically raised in an Asian household. Mm Mm-hmm when we actually go to that country it's, it's so totally intense. different it's so much more intense yeah sometimes i go there and i'm like am i really korean yeah <laughs> i feel that i feel like i'm totally american now that i'm here mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty awkward when we meet family that we haven't met in a while mm-hmm. we would go once a couple of years the last time i went was 2018 so that was like wow three years ago that was when it was just me and my sister mm-hmm. when we were still teens Still babies. Um we went just for the experience, but it was definitely an experience. Mm-hmm. Especially because we didn't have our parents there to help us. We just went ourselves to a totally different country where we thought we knew the culture, mm-hmm. but turns out we don't. It's very different. And we stayed at our grandparents' house from my dad's side. Mm-hmm. From there we felt not just a cultural difference, but a generation gap. Mm-hmm. We couldn't really talk to them because they also speak in a dialect yeah i mean we could talk to them but we couldn't understand what they were saying Mm -hmm. they would speak in a dialect and i would just be like what does this mean i'm pretty sure i can understand korean but i can't understand whatever you're saying it was different (laughs) Mm -hmm. so
1: i grew up really close to my cousins living in florida since we all like were close to each other we used to hang out and go to church and like have dinner and lunch like every other day. So I was fairly close with them growing up. But as like we grew into different cities and towns and grew further away, there's just some difference. And the funny thing is like, some of my cousins became more Americanized and I feel like I was somewhere in the middle and some cousins were like very became very Asian in that sense.
0: So it's kind of funny seeing those differences in us as well. There was a time when two of our cousins came to America Mm-hmm. to live with us and learn english i don't know how they felt but i'm pretty sure they felt a culture shock too especially when it comes to eating food like american yes. food compared to eating korean food american food is very greasy yes so i think whenever we went out to eat hamburgers or like pizzas they they couldn't eat it mm-hmm. i honestly feel the same way i can't eat greasy food mm-hmm. i can try but i won't be able to finish it Have you ever felt like you had an identity crisis or have you ever felt conflicted about your identity? For sure. I think like
1: the story you mentioned when you visited your family overseas, like you asked yourself, am I really Asian compared Mm -hmm. to them? When I meet other Asian people, like my family here in Florida or like in California or Vietnam or China, Cambodia, like I feel very whitewashed, Mm -hmm. like stripped of my culture. Even though when I'm here and I talk to, like, my more American friends, I feel very Asian. Mm -hmm. Like, taking off my shoes, like, eating family style, like, eating with chopsticks. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're so Asian. And I'm like, I don't really, I don't really think so.
0: I'm more of, like, a hybrid between, you know, Asian-American. Yeah, I feel the same way about the chopstick thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Even Americans, when they eat Asian food, they at least try to use chopsticks. Or like when they eat sushi, they yeah. always use chopsticks. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a lot of Americans eat sushi with a fork. <laughs> I feel like that's very... It's out there. Yeah, there are some people. I've had a Hispanic friend from high school. We went to eat Thai food, mm-hmm. and she was asking me to teach her how to use chopsticks. We were eating Pad Thai. Ooh. So, yeah, there are some people who are willing to try and she tried until like the very end. It's the effort that counts. I definitely respect them for trying because from the outside, if I was
1: trying to learn chopsticks at a very old age, mm-hmm. it would be very difficult because like the hand yeah, muscles- Yeah, hand coordination, man. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't happen. But I
0: learned it when I was very young, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, going back to that time when I went to Korea, I felt very American when we were eating breakfast, and our grandparents were eating Korean food, like a whole like Korean feast for breakfast. And I was like, "That is so heavy." And I was there eating my cereal.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they so
0: were weird. looking at me like, "Is that all you're gonna have for breakfast?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically what I eat at home. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, cereal, toast. I don't have a full like meal. Meal. Yeah, it's like a snack." Because I don't like to have a heavy breakfast. Yeah. If you eat a heavy breakfast, that's brunch. And you get sleepy. Yeah. I just don't eat Korean food for breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. I like to save it up for lunch and dinner. Yeah. During those times, I felt very American. But, I mean, I was okay with it. It's not like I felt ashamed of eating cereal for breakfast. Yeah. Why American. other people... Well, because my sister would eat the Korean food, so I would be the only <laughs> one, literally the only one eating that's Americanized so <laughs> or just like cereal or a toast. I think that's why I felt more American compared mm-hmm. to my sister, at least. Mm-hmm. She likes to have Korean food. I mean, so do I, but not for breakfast. I'll have it for lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. But for breakfast, I like to keep it easy and light. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it means to be Asian-American? You can kind of sum up what we talked about. I think being
1: Asian-American is like a sliding scale. You don't have to be like a certain amount of Asian to be considered Asian-American or a certain amount of American to be considered Asian-American. I guess that's what's great about America is that it's a melting pot and you can be as diverse and identify
0: how you'd like. I think being Asian-American in america at least it's it's a bit complicated Mm -hmm. especially now but i'm at least glad that there are other people like me here yeah if i was the only one i feel like i would try to be more american Mm -hmm. but knowing that there are hundreds thousands of other asian americans living here and even like going to the school to you have I like to bring more of my Asian side out. And when I hang out with my friends, like Asian American friends, it's very fun. Today, we discuss the challenges of being Asian American, as well as the many joys that come along with it. Next week, we'll be digging deep into the topic of language barriers, which we briefly talked about today. Thank you for listening and don't forget to follow
1: UF Sparks on Instagram and follow our podcast on Spotify to stay updated on our episodes. We also want to give a quick reminder about our Frosty Fox and Boo fundraiser happening on October 3rd. Those proceeds will be going towards printing our magazines for this semester. This week's thank you note goes out to our PR directors, Zinni Chen and Jackie Chung for creating beautiful graphics for our events on our social media. Thank you and see you next week. See you next week. Bye.